But anyways, uh, you find the reading this evening in the book of Luke, chapter number five, or chapter number eleven, verse number five. The book of Luke, chapter number eleven, in verse number five. And when you find your place, if you would please stand in reverence to God's holy word. Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter number 11, verse number 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And from within shall it answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, my children are with me in bed, and I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, Findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask of Him? I want to preach on this thought this evening, focusing in on verse number 13, where it says, How much more? This is the title tonight, Much More. God can do much more. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we give you praise. God, we give you thanks for this tonight. God, we thank you, Father, uh, for your word. God, I pray that you'd help us to preach. God, don't let it be what I have to say. God, Lord, let it be what you have to say. Father, would you use us for your power? And God, would you use us for your glory? Father, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm glad this evening that we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or that we think. The Bible says here that how much more shall your heavenly Father give of the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Uh, if God was just able, or that would be pretty good. That would be good enough if God was just able. If He were just able to do, that would be good enough. If He were just able to do exceedingly, that would be good enough. If He was able to do exceedingly and abundantly, that would be good. But he said, I'm able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you could ask or that you could even think. God is so much more than we can even fathom. God is so much more and able to do above what we could even think into our mind. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Uh, Your mind tonight cannot comprehend what God can really do. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 verse 9, it says, but as it is written, eyes hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them 
that love Him. I'm telling you tonight that with God, all things are possible. We cannot comprehend what, can, what God can truly do. You may be saying, well, uh, preacher, that verse is talking about when we get off into heaven. No, that verse is talking about what God can do right here in the right now. God can meet your need. God can move in a mighty way right now. Uh, here in this text that we've read and you're hearing tonight, it is one of the greatest texts upon prayer. There are many different texts throughout the Bible about Prayer. The Bible talks about prayer on and on again. And Jesus also gives us instructions on how we should go about praying. But here in this particular uh, passage of Scripture that we've read and you're hearing tonight, this is an inspiration of prayer. It's where God reminds us that He answers our prayers. He gives us directions of how we pray, and here is where He tells us that He is going to answer our prayers. I do not believe tonight that God would ask us to pray. I do not believe tonight that God would teach us to pray. I do not believe that God would command us to pray if He wouldn't answer. I believe that God is a prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. I'm glad that He answers prayers. And it's true when God said in Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I see here in this text in verse 5 through 8 we're introduced to a friend. And I'm glad that Jesus here is using this illustration as a friend. And I believe that we know that God answers prayers because he is our friend. I have a friend tonight in Jesus. He is not just a fair weather friend. He's not a friend that when times are bad, he leaves me forsaken. He's not a friend that's phony. He's not a friend that's fake. He's a friend that's there to the bitter end. He's a friend that you can count on. The book of Proverbs chapter 17 verse 17 says, a friend loveth at all times. That's him. Proverbs 18 24 says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. That's him. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That is him. I'm glad tonight that Jesus is my friend. Tonight, if you are saved, Jesus is also your friend. There's a gospel song that talks about how he is the dearest friend that I ever had. And I don't think there could be any other song more true than that tonight. That Jesus is the dearest friend that you'll ever have. And he's the dearest friend that I ever had. You see tonight, earthly friends, they may, they may forsake you. They may talk bad about you behind your back. They may, uh, when times are tough, they may turn on you and leave you forsaken. But Jesus will never leave you down and out. Jesus will never leave you disappointed. Jesus is faithful and consistent. He is everything that he claimed to be, and he is so much more. And that tonight is because he is our friend. Not only is he our friend, but he is also the father. We're introduced in this text to a father. Not only is Jesus using the illustration of a friend, but he's using the illustration of a father. Not only uh, does he answer prayers because he's our friend, he answers prayers because he is our father. Our heavenly father. As a father would love his children, the father 
God Almighty loves us. A father would provide and lead and guide and direct and even chasten his children. And God does that as well. God is our guide. God is our, he loves us, he protects us, he provides, and he even chastens us when we get out of the way. Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this manner. Our Father. That's us. We're praying to our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then we see uh, not that our Heavenly Father, that He knows us. The Bible says that He knows what we need before we ever even ask for it. He knows our every need. There may be times that you are without money. There may be times that uh, you don't have any help or that you don't have, you don't have fame and fortune, but you are not without a father. You have a father. If you are saved tonight, you've been adopted into the family of Jesus Christ. We have a heavenly father. And uh, if, if we have this wonderful father, if you're a child of God, how can a child of God not be a conqueror and a victor and a winner? When he is a friend to us and he is a father to us, how can we not be more than conquerors? That is Jesus. He's my friend and he is my father. I'll never have a need tonight that is bigger than my father. I will never have a problem tonight that is bigger than my friend and vice versa. And I'll never have another time where my father doesn't love me. My father, he loves me. And my friend, he cares for me and vice versa. He is both. He's a friend and he is a father. I know I've got friends here on this earth that are good friends to me. I know that they're there for me if I pick up the phone and need to talk to them. I know that they're uh, praying for me, but that's about as close to anything they can do for me. That's about as far as they can go is praying for me. But I have a friend that though my earthly friends, all they can do is pray for me. I've got a friend that can supply my every need. That when they, this friend has any greater resources than anybody ever had before. And I'm, I'm telling you tonight that I've got a wonderful father here on earth as well. God has blessed me with a good man of God as my father. And I am uh, so grateful that God's blessed me in my life to have such a great man of God to be my father. But tonight... There's things that my father can't do for me. I can talk to my father. I can ask for wisdom from my father. I can, I can count on him to love me. I can count on him to guide me. But when salvation came, my father couldn't do it for me. I had to go to another father, the heavenly father, who could supply in my need. When my earthly father couldn't supply for my need, my heavenly father supplied my need. And every one of us tonight, if you are saved, you have a father that knows no boundaries. He has no limits. He can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ask or think. Now that's the introduction tonight. Verse number 13, we see, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? I want to see firstly tonight... That when we see how much more, much more, 
I see more grace and more mercy. Uh, I can say it like this. When it comes to God saving sinners, you haven't seen everything. The half has not been told. In this text, we are introduced to a friend. And according to this text, there's a friend out there and he is hungry. And he's journeying. And he's walking along the streets going from door to door. And he's asking for bread. He is, he's out in the midnight hour. He's not out looking for money. He's not looking for acceptance. He's not looking for social uh, standing. He's not looking for fame and fortune. He's looking for one thing, and that is bread. He's hungry, and he's hungry for bread. Uh, may I tell you tonight in a spiritual relation that Jesus is the bread of life. You and I as sinners, we were searching, walking from door to door, trying to fill a void that we couldn't fill, looking for one thing, and that is the bread of life. And so we see this man. This is a picture of every man and woman, boy and girl, outside of the grace of God. Uh, every man is created in the image of God, and we have one place in our heart that is reserved for God, reserved for the bread of life. And nothing can fill that void except for God and God alone. There is no amount of drugs, no amount of, of drinking, no amount of uh, just living a riotous life. There's no amount that can fill that void. Only Jesus can fill that void. Only a personal relationship with Jesus Christ can fill the void in your heart. He is the only one that can satisfy the longing for bread. In this text, this man who is hungry in the midnight hour, uh, he comes and he finds bread, and he finds bread to spare. I'm glad that this friend in this text, this father in this text, is a God who saves and who satisfies. And not only does he save, not only does he satisfy, but he does so much more. You may say tonight, who does he save? Much more. Who does he satisfy? Much more. More. You may say, preacher, how far can he go? How high can he reach? How wide can he span? I'm telling you tonight that nothing can come. Uh, nothing comes to it when God reaches down further than a lost sinner can reach up. He can reach further down than you can reach up. I think of the song, when he reached down, he had to reach way down to where I was. He has no boundaries. He is a God of much more. We see that He is much more grace and much more mercy. And I'm telling you tonight that God is still saving sinners. And He is not finished saving sinners just yet. Just when you think that God has reached as low as He can low, watch out because He's going to do it again. He's going to reach lower. Just when you think God has saved the professional sinner, maybe it was some murderer on death row, maybe He saved this person that you thought, man, they'll never get saved. Just when you think God saved the professional sinner, He'll do it 
again. God can do so much more. When it comes to grace, when it comes to the blood, the blood has not lost its power. He can do so much more. The half tonight has not been told. The Bible tonight is still the Word of God. We heard this morning in our hearing about the authority of the Bible and how the Word of God is the infallible and inerrant Word of God. And the Holy Ghost tonight is still calling out the bride of Christ. And the blood has not lost its power. We don't have to sing the blues. Jesus is still King of Kings and He's still Lord of Lords. He's still on the throne and He's still answering prayers tonight. He's still God and He can do much more. Not only do I see that He can do uh, much more with grace, but He does much more with goodness. And He does much more with manna. When it comes to God, He will supply your every need. And He can do much more than what you need. Uh, In this text, we see this friend, he's walking in the street here in the midnight hour. And he comes to find bread. And he walks in uh, over here to his friend. And he comes to his friend and his friend says, I want to help you. I want to supply to you. But I'm empty. I ain't got nothing. But hold on. I know what I can do. You see, this man that he first goes to does not possess the remedy himself. He does not hold the opportunity of this man's needs to himself. What he needs, he does not have. And so, he says, not only uh, are you a friend coming to me, but I have a friend that I'm going to go to for you. And can't you see as he's talking there to that fellow, he says, I don't have what you need, but I know somebody who has exactly what you need. And he says, okay, how, what are you going to go do about it? It's the midnight hour. Oh, let me tell you something. It may be late, but this man, this friend, does not operate on the same timetable that you and I operate on. He's open 24, 7, 365 days a week. This man that's hungry, he comes to a man who's empty, and he's going to go find a man who has more than anybody has. I'm telling you tonight uh, you may say he could have been like a Baptist and he could have said man I don't have the budget for this. Man I cannot help you with this you're going to have to go somewhere else but instead he says I have a friend and so he goes to find a friend. He says I have another friend. He's not your friend but he might be your friend pretty soon and so here he goes To meet with this friend. And he says, "Uh, it sounds like you really believe that this friend can do it. And he says, yes, I do. He says, "You you sound like you have confidence that this friend has what I need. Yes, I have confidence that this friend has everything that you need. You sound like your friend has the bread that we need. He says, oh, I know good and well because I've been there before and I've seen the bread for myself. And I'm telling you, he goes to his friend on behalf 
of his friend. He goes to a friend in need on behalf of a friend in need. And so here he goes and he knocks on the door and he says, friend, lend me three loaves. And here's why I'm not going to eat it myself. I'm not going to give it to my family. Uh, I, I, I need it for my friend. I got a friend. He's come by my house. He don't have anything. He's empty, but I know that you have what he needs. He said, I know that you have some. I know that you have much, and I sure would appreciate it for my friend. And his friend gets up in the midnight hour, and he comes to him, and he gives him what he needs there in the midnight hour. That's what Jesus does for you and for me. In the midnight hour, here's Jesus giving us everything that we need. I wonder tonight, maybe you're sitting back and uh, you're hearing about how God can do much more when it comes to supplying our needs. And you sit back and you say, man, I just don't see churches all around getting blessed. I don't see the blessings of God on different churches around. I, see the, I personally see the blessings of God here in this church. And I would hate to lose the blessings of God here in this church. But there are churches out there that do not get to see the blessings of God. And you say, preacher, why is that? Maybe it's because once they receive the blessing, they're containing the blessing. They're keeping it inside the four walls of their church instead of going out and finding a friend in need. I heard a preacher say it like this one time. The Jordan River, it dumps out into the Dead Sea. And then the Dead Sea, it's just a big old reservoir. It's a dead sea. You see nothing comes out of the Dead Sea. Everything just goes in to the Dead Sea. And so, with that being said, as Christians, when we receive God's blessing on our life, we do not need to be a reservoir just taking it for ourselves, but we need to be a channel and let it run through us to somebody else. When we pray, we do not need to pray and take the blessing and hold on to it. But we need to take the blessing and extend the blessing to somebody else. That's what this man's doing here. He says, I know where to go to get the blessing. He said, I'm going to go get the blessing. And when he gets the blessing, he doesn't take the bread for his family. He doesn't take the bread for himself, but he hands it off to the friend in need. That is what God wants us to do. And he can do so much more. Uh, God does not give us His blessing and does not give us His power and does not exalt us to exalt ourselves. Yeah, He does not want us to get in the way of what He is doing. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 34, verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. And I mean, how? If you look up the definition of magnify, it means to make something big. The small. God, here it says, magnify the Lord. Well, I don't know about you, but God ain't small. God is huge. God is bigger than we can even fathom. I mean, we just talked about how God knows everything. God's created everything. Look at how big God is. Preacher, how can you magnify something that's so big? I'm going to tell you, the way that you would magnify something that's so big is to get closer to what? is so big. You want to magnify the Lord? Get closer to 
the Lord. But you see, if you are magnifying the Lord, then you're not going to be able to magnify yourself. You can try to magnify yourself, but if you're magnifying yourself, you're not magnifying the Lord. You can't magnify both at the same time. It's one or the other. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, From the earth I will draw all men unto me. You want to see the Lord be magnified? You want to see the Lord work? Get out of the way and let Jesus be magnified. Because He can do so much more than we could ever even think about doing on our own. Look at what God can do. I see this man. He's been given the opportunity to meet the need of this hungry man. In himself, he don't have it. But he knows who does. And he goes after what he's looking for. And in that night, uh, when we didn't have anything, we knew where to go. And God gave us what we didn't have. There's been times, uh, you may not know it, but God's put a burden on your heart and you've stood up. And you testified. And you thought, you got home that evening, you thought, why in the world did God even want me to give that testimony? I mean, nothing even happened in the service. They didn't sing, they didn't shout after my testimony. We just went on home. But I'm telling you, this friend was in need. If you didn't testify, maybe somebody didn't get that nugget that they needed to hear from God Almighty. Uh, God puts it on your heart to testify and tell about what He's done for you and to tell what He's brought you through. Why does He do that? Because somebody's going through something similar and He wants that person to know uh, a token of good that He can meet their need. If He can meet the need for so-and-so, He'll meet your need as well. And so much more. I think about that little lad when he was following there in the multitude and he had uh, the five loaves and the two fishes. And he was coming through with his lunch, just following that crowd, just meandering along, listening to Jesus. You know, when they all sat down and the disciples went through, he could have said, I'm hungry, it's time for lunch. And just started eating away. But no, he heard that Jesus said, do we have anything to eat? And he said, I've got this. If he would have ate it for himself, the blessing would have been missed. He would have had the reservoir of blessing for his life, but nobody else would have received the blessing. I'm telling you, when God gives you the blessing, do not just take it for yourself, but release it so that everybody else can have a little bit of what you've got. I've been in services before where people, I've been on the front row and somebody next to me on the front row is getting the Holy Spirit. And I've looked and I've said, oh Lord God, Lord, I don't know what you're giving them, but God, I want a little bit of that. And if you say that, God will give you a little bit of that. Next thing you know, you're running a lap around the church for the glory of God because He will give you so much more. I'm telling you tonight, we have a church here, beautiful church building, but we're in debt. And you may be thinking, man, we've been in this debt for so long. We've got $180,000 left, but it feels like it's taking an eternity to get this thing paid off. I'm telling you tonight that God can supply, and God will supply, and He will do much more. 
We've got a school building over there that has kids literally busting out of the seams. We are in need so bad of bigger classrooms. And we have one classroom that has 18 kids in it. And 18 kids, when I say kids, I mean like Charlie Phillips and Josh Silver and Connor Engel. Those are big Kids, 18 of them suckers in a big old, in a tiny little room that you couldn't really fit five kindergartners in. But we're trying to stuff them in there. Why? Because we're doing it for God's glory. And when God starts seeing that we're in the people business, God is also in the people business. And so when you get in the people business, you get in God's business. And when you get in God's business, God gets in your business. And we're in need of a bigger building. And God can supply as long as we give Him the glory he can do much more maybe there's something in your life tonight you're sitting back and you're thinking I've heard this I've heard that but I need God to meet my need I'm telling you tonight if you don't hear anything else that that I say this evening count on this God can do much more than you need and let this be something for you to remember he will supply your every need I've never seen a bird saying I will chirp for food I've never seen a cow on the side of the road thumbing for a ride I've never seen the righteous forsaken and begging for bread God will supply he hasn't led us this far this evening in the Christian walk that we have to abandon us now he's going to keep on he's going to keep being with you because God is God and he's always going to be God I'm telling you tonight I think about uh, when brother Montgomery was here and he had his fork and he said the best is yet to come save the fork the best is yet to come I'm telling you tonight God can do much more in the best is yet to come you haven't seen anything yet the half hasn't been told you say preacher we've seen sinners saved God can do more you say preacher we've built a new building God can do more you say preacher where else what else can we do God can do more than we have ever thought of doing I promise you tonight whatever you need Whatever this church needs, God will provide. And I see thirdly this evening, lastly, I see more glory, more majesty. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? If that friend can get up at the midnight hour and give bread to his friend, then I know if a father knows what's best for his child, then our Heavenly Father can take us above and beyond where we can think that we would ever go. I'm telling you, we need God to show us how much more. We need to be able to see that God can do so much more. You may say, God's brought a change in my life. Uh, I'm telling you tonight, you may see a change in your life, but God can do more in your life than just change your life from the sin-filled life that you lived before you got in on the blood of Jesus Christ. Before you got under the blood of Jesus Christ, you were a hog-gut sinner. I was too. But I'm telling you, once you're saved, you think, I can do this life. I'm spirit-filled now. I'm telling you, we need the Holy Ghost 
And when we have the Holy Ghost, God can do much more. You say, preacher, I come to church on Sunday morning. I come to church on Sunday night. I come to church on Wednesday night. And I haven't really seen anything happen in my life. I'm telling you, honey, get in the book. Get to praying because God can do more. He'll take you farther. God will take you deeper. And God will lift you higher than you ever thought before. I'm telling you now, why don't you just go on and trust God? Why don't you just sell out and go for God? Why don't you just say, God, I want you to take me farther. God, I want you to lift me higher. God, I want to see where you're going to take me. God, I want to see what you're going to do here at the Bethel Baptist Church. God, I want to see what you're going to do at the Bethel Christian Academy. God, I want to see what you're going to do in the Spruce Pine, Newland, Yancey County area. God, I want to see what you have in store. I'm telling you tonight, he can do much more. I'm telling you, there's got to be Christians out there in this world that are still hungry looking for the things of God. There's got to be some people that's still thirsty looking for the things of God. I'm telling you tonight, the Bible still says, Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I'm telling you tonight, I'm hungry to see what God's going to do. I'm thirsting to see what God's going to do. And he says that we shall be filled. He can do much more. Don't get complacent tonight. Don't settle down in your seat saying, uh, me and my four and no more. Don't just sit down and get complacent. We are on the battlefield for Christ and He can do much more. Somebody said, what's the secret to, the great, to some of these great preachers that we admire? Like Percy Ray and J. Harold Smith. What's the secret to these preachers? What's, what separates these these?" Churches that are filled with the Spirit that have lively services versus these social gathered churches. What's the difference? The Holy Ghost. That's the difference. There was men that was willing to sell out for God. There was churches willing to sell out for God for the Holy Ghost to come down. And they knew that if when the Holy Ghost comes down and pours down on them, that not only would they have the blessing, but that the blessing would be extended and that God would take them to a higher place for His glory. He doesn't take you to a higher place for your own glory. He's going to do it for His own glory. I wonder that today, uh, is somebody going to say, God, I'm looking for you to do great things. God, I'm looking for you to do so much more. Why are you willing to settle tonight? Why settle for what you got when you could have so much more? Preacher, if you come, I heard a preacher say in a revival meeting, you don't have to sit on the premises. You can shout on the promises. I'm telling you tonight, the half hasn't been told, and God can do so much more. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. I need to go to the altar. Y'all stand to your feet. I need God to do more. Much more. I've got burden tonight, heavy, heavy burden. I'm just, that's exactly what I needed to hear, Luke. That's exactly what I needed to hear. If you could spend one day with me during my week, just one day, you would come away 
a whole different person as far as having a burden for what's going on in your church and what's around us and the reach and the footprint that God has put down here. It is incredible. And sometimes we look around like we don't really know what's going on. And I'm telling you something. God wants to do so much more at Bethel. He wants to do so much more at your school. He wants to do so much more in your family. He wants to do so much more. Glory to God. Seth, you come. I'm just, I can't say anything else. I got to go to the altar. You want God to do more? Come ask him. Lord, I need you to do more. I need your spirit. He will give you his spirit and more of his spirit than you've ever had before. You may say, Preacher Darren, I got all I want. Well, good. I'm glad you're satisfied, but I ain't. I want more of what God has for my life. Would you come tonight? Father, I'm thankful that you are our Father. You're my Father. Lord, like Luke said, I can say, I got a great dad and a great mom, but they couldn't save me. And there are needs in my life they could have never met. But you, Father, You've been so much more. And you continue to be and always will be. Father, there's a need, Lord, that we have. God, you know how to meet it. And Lord, I believe you will. And you're going to do so much more than just that. Lord, there are families tonight, God, that are hurting. Lord, there are people, God, that needed to hear this message. God, I pray you would help to make a way into their hearing. Lord, I pray you would speak to their hearts, touch their families, change their lives. Be the much more, Father. Lord, we love you tonight. We praise you. And we look forward, Father, to what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.